the desire to be seen, to be fully seen, underlies pretty much all of modern humanity. <laughs> it really does. It really does. And it's coming from a place of we can't see ourselves. And so we're looking outside to others to see us, to validate us. This is an existential level issue for modern humanity. And so because of this sense of being disconnected from self, of not knowing self, of not seeing self, we're looking outside all the time. And we also have been experiencing several millennia of a time period energetically for humanity and for the planet that has up until recently involved increasing density, if you will, increasing fear, increasing heaviness in various ways and increasing difficulty in being able to see and experience our true selves and to be able to then show up as that in our lifetimes for others to also experience of us as well. Now, recently, uh, within the last couple of years, the Earth herself sort of turned the corner, if you will, around this uh, continued, quote-unquote, descent into greater heaviness, into greater density, and began shedding density, began lightening up. And as this occurred, the energetics for every being living on in around the planet were greatly affected. And humanity is no different in that regard. And so humanity actually uh, has had the opening occur for a massive evolutionary leap as a species into Homo lumens, which I discuss in other episodes. As we've been going through this experience in these last couple of years, we have been having increasing uh, intensity, frequency, duration, and if you will, speed, a kind of vibratory rate of cosmic energies coming into the planet to support her evolutionary shifts and to support humanities. And some characterize this as a sort of a shift, if you will, from quote unquote 3D, meaning kind of the physical reality, to 5D, which means different things to different people, and I'm not going to unpack that here. Um, uh, but I do think that the idea of quote unquote 5D, meaning fifth dimensional energetics, frequencies, experiences, becoming more and more available here in the physical material experience of being a human, of being on earth, of being in this material earth and plane, I do think that is uh, relevant and useful. And the, uh, because the journey, the evolutionary journey for earth being and for humanity is about being able to have a greater and greater and greater access to an experience of all the dimensions of your true pan-dimensional nature while embodied 
that is actually the unique, interesting thing that is going on for humanity, which is why it's, you know, getting attention, um, uh, you know, from the cosmos in various ways, because it's a very interesting experience for our beings to have. And if we think about different dimensions as different, um, as different floors in a building. So let's imagine we have a 12 story building that looks out over a particular landscape and each of the 12 stories are the dimensions. And our mental model of 12 dimensions is the easiest to work with for most purposes. And so looking out from different stories on the same landscape, we have a different view. We can see different things. We have different awarenesses about that landscape based on what floor we are looking at it from. So we've been looking at kind of reality, quote unquote, from the third floor for a long time. And we're increasingly able to now access the view of, quote unquote, reality from other stories in the building. And some people are accessing only one or two of these. Some people are accessing several. There may be the kind of when we're having the experience, for example, of, oh, I'm, you know, of course I'm accessing the three, the third story, the 3D, because I'm here in physical, but I'm also regularly accessing the 12th or the 11th story. This gap can actually be very confusing for people. Um, and, but it does occur. It's not that common, but it does occur. Um, more commonly, what we're kind of, as we're talking about kind of some of these shifts and the way people speak about it, is that the access to the fifth floor while here in the third floor um, is increasingly available. And so people talk about this as kind of, quote unquote, new earth. This idea of new earth is this kind of access to um, the, the, the 5D uh, version of the view of the landscape, of uh, the view of reality. And uh, and what what I find interesting about what has just occurred very recently, which prompted me to to make a post that's gotten a lot of interesting um, uh, has kind of activated a lot of people about the fact that energetically speaking, business models which leverage uh, and are driven by uh, fear, scarcity and pain taking advantage of fear, scarcity, and pain energies, those business models that take advantage of these are energetically dead now. And this feels like a byproduct of a very recent, in the last couple of days, uh, shift around what is available energetically in the physical. And it feels like, to me, just to keep in using these same frameworks of language, that 7D, seventh dimensional energy has begun embedding or encoding itself into the physical realm. Just the very beginning. So it's just like hints and threads of it. Uh, but it's a, it's a, it's a massive shift. And it's going to radically accelerate the shifts that we thought were already pretty accelerated. Very cool. And you might be wondering, but wait, why did we skip from five to seven? Why is it always these odd number Ds? What's going on with six and four? <laughs> um, it, you know, in short, there's different things going on uh, from the even numbered ones. And for the purpose of what's happening today, that's just where we're going to leave it at that.
Okay, so with this huge radical shift energetically at the material plane in the physical matter uh, that is the earth, this has huge consequences. It's like an energetic tsunami moving around the globe quickly. And it's cleaning out, wiping out a bunch of different things. And one of them is this uh, very predominant uh, manner in which business conducts itself by taking advantage of and stoking fear, scarcity, pain. So I want to unpack this for you a little bit. And when I say that it's energetically dead, that doesn't mean that immediately all these businesses will fail. What it means is that they will begin to fail over time and we will see what happens with them. And it's it's basically as if the the energy source for those businesses has been cut off. It's been shut off. So they may have massive reserves in their fuel tanks and they'll keep running for a while. I can't predict that in terms of timing, but it's over for them. And they may or may not figure it out and shift. That will be dependent on the individuals that are the kind of the inner energetic fuel and resource and drivers of those businesses and whether or not they want to make the shifts that are available to them to make within their own individual inner experience. So, we the issue here the kind of the the key piece is about what is the motive or where where is the intent uh and what's really truly coming on and not the like fake intent where you fooled yourself or or they have fooled themselves into thinking but the true intent um of what you're doing and why are you doing it and do you understand the nature of the human neurobiology the actual tangible biology that humans are embodied in and are you leveraging that to your advantage in order to make money for yourself or are you transparently working with that with the humans that you are offering to create value exchange with through money or other goods it doesn't matter, by the way, if you're bartering or if you're using money. And I'm not going to talk about bartering here because it's 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 a messy uh, scenario and almost never works yet, but will work better in the future. Um, so when, okay, so let's talk a little bit about this. So hmm, the many of the products or services that are offered in the world are offered from a place of they can actually genuinely help people to have a better experience of their lives in some way shape or form in order to effectively communicate what that benefit is it may be useful and even necessary to also express and share the ways in which things haven't been working that this product or service can address. That's just sort of holding up the mirror, right? Now, if you're holding up the mirror 
from a place of fear, pain, and scarcity in order to kind of squeeze that fear, pain, and scarcity in order to make the person act and give you money, that's the old energetic that's dead. It's gone. It's over. That doesn't mean that you might not be able to go make, you know, a few more piles of cash if this is your MO in the world. Um, and that might be plenty for you. And it might even last long enough to just make you happy for the rest of your days here uh, on the planet. Um, but these days are numbered. So, you know, just for me, it's just a celebration. And for many of us, it's just a celebration. So the the but if you're showing someone, I see you. And this is what I see. I see that this experience is occurring that you're not that is that you're not enjoying or that's preventing you from getting to some other experience that's available to you. And this product or service can support that process. And here's how. When we share the view from that perspective, from a very transparent perspective and from a place of love an acceptance of where someone is at. I'm meeting you where you're at. I'm seeing all of what I can sense and see of what you have and can be and can experience. And I am loving you unconditionally exactly where you're at, regardless of whether or not you take action for yourself or take action uh, in a way that I feel benefits me through the value exchange I'm offering with this product or service. That is a very nurturing form of business. Now, because, as I mentioned earlier, we are living in a time where modern humanity is dominated, the entire underpinning of kind of the driver for pretty much all of modern human achievement is this desire to be seen because the self has been entirely eradicated. And that's happening on multiple levels. So just on the human biological level, we have the experience of what's happening during the early years of childhood and the childhood distortions that get put into place that then are sort of like messing up or interfering or at a minimum are just sort of running and organizing the rest of one's human experience. So that's one level. Then we have the level in which our relationship with masculine and feminine energies has been distorted or even inverted or entirely cut off in various different ways for various different reasons that we don't need to discuss here. And then we have the ways in which our human self has been cut off for, for many different reasons from our cosmic self and our original self and these access points and then integration into biology are what is occurring for human evolution at this time. And at, at, at that, at that, at these levels, much of energetically what has been going on has been about the interference counter evolutionary quote unquote trap energy that has been instilled into humanity over these recent millennia, several millennia. And this sort of splinter trap energy I addressed in recent podcast episodes and provided resources to support you to both understand that and to remove it. It has already been removed from humanity's collective codex. That happened roughly, I think it's 18, maybe 19 months ago as I record this. And as a result, there's been rapid, massive acceleration for individuals you know, moving ahead. And yet each being must make the individual choice and do the individual work of removing the splinter for themselves as well. In the meantime, though, this reality experience of being very dominated by 
fear, scarcity, pain as instilled through this counter-evolutionary interference trap energy, creating this ceiling, this cap on evolutionary progression for one, has created this inability to see and experience the true self, the true potential. And so then therefore we've extroverted out, we've, we've pushed out, we've externalized our need to be seen to others. And so, and we're not going to just get rid of that overnight. We have to work through those three layers that I mentioned, and we have to kind of work to the place of being able to truly see ourselves inside. And when we can have that inner seeing and really begin to have that inner experience, then our need for that to occur externally dissipates and eventually disappears entirely. And it doesn't mean that it isn't fun once you get to that place for someone to really see you and express back to you kind of the joy and delight of what they're seeing. That's delightful, super nourishing and fun, not required existentially. There's a big difference when it is an existential requirement for external validation, if you will. That's a place that is going to be dominated by various experiences of fear, scarcity, pain. Businesses that take advantage of that for their own benefit are dead. That's a very specific energy, and it's over. It's done. Sorry to tell you if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, no, that's my business. Uh Uh-oh. Many, 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 many have been taught very effective sales tactics that leverage these realities and that also leverage the understanding from neuroscience of the human neurobiology and what will cause action. So we can be manipulated into action and that manipulation, if it is coming from a place of it's not helpful to me or it's not really about me, it's just about harvesting money out of my bank account, harvesting energy away from me without any correct value exchange back to me, then Yucko, right? We all hate that. We've all kind of had different experiences of that throughout our lives. So sales tactics that correctly from a neutral and unconditional love place show, hey, here's what I'm seeing about you. Here's what I'm seeing as possible. Here's what I'm offering to address that. Here's what that looks like. That is can be beautiful. That can be lovely. That can be amazing. Now, when I started my business five years ago, one of the uh, models that I was using for how I was doing sales in my service uh, offers um, involved something called the fast action discount. And this was designed in a way to say, you have to make a decision right now on the phone. And if you don't, then you have to pay more in the future. And the reasoning I feel for some of the people using that strategy and teaching that strategy was from the perspective of a kind of partial understanding of these things that I'm discussing. So I think that it was coming from a good intent for the most part. And from the idea of 
the people that you want to serve, not just me, but the people that are being kind of taught this model. And many, 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 many businesses teach this model. So this isn't about where I received that training. The people that I received that training from are wonderful, incredible people who offer enormous ongoing value, are totally dedicated to what they're doing. And what I hope for them is that they kind of tune are tuning into these energetic shifts and will shift their model and teach people how to do it in the way that I'm describing but whatever that's not kind of my mission here so I just want to be really clear because I know that some of the people listening to this particular episode are going to be people who know what I'm talking about and they're going to think I'm slamming those people and I am not okay at the time that I was learning that and using that it was actually really appropriate to what was going on energetically on the planet okay so what they're leveraging there, what their their motive there is the people that are being helped through these services, like you're you're talking we're talking specifically only about like deeply transformational work, right? So deeply transformational offers, it's about changing someone's life and this chicken and egg problem that people can be in around which comes first, the chicken or the egg. I need to transform myself in order to be able to be ready to take the leap of investing in myself in this way. So how do I get over that hump? This is a very normal problem for all of us to have at various points along the way in our journey. It doesn't matter where where we are. We've all had that chicken and egg moment and we may have more of them ahead. It's fine. But and so the idea is from a neurobiological standpoint, kind of giving people a push. Right. It's that pushing the little kid into the deep end of the pool so that they'll swim. Except for some kids, when you push them into the deep end of the pool, it's a massively traumatizing event and they don't swim and then they become afraid of the water for the rest of their lives. For some of the kids, it works and they swim and it's great. And they're like, yay, I swim. And they don't even remember that they got pushed in the pool or they might remember and they'd be like, that's so great that you pushed me in the pool so that I got the whole summer of swimming instead of spending the entire summer hovering around the diving board wishing that I would go in. We have a whole range of experiences and beings and we need to honor that. We need to understand it. When we re-traumatize people or create trauma through the ways in which we help them sort of step into what we see is possible for them, that's not good. Please learn how to stop doing that. Right? So where I've moved to in my own work um, uh, a few years ago was to stop doing that. It just didn't align for me. It wasn't like a big judgy, like, I'm better than. It was just like, it doesn't align for me. It doesn't feel right anymore. I'm not, I don't want to do that anymore. It just doesn't, it's not correct for me specifically, in my business specifically, for exactly the people that I'm working with. Right? And that was the only kind of discernment that I was making around that. There was no sense of how other people are doing it. You know, it's now wrong, blah, blah, blah. There was none of that going on. Um, I just was like, nope, I'm not going to do that anymore. And so when I was speaking to people, I would be really transparent. And I'd be like, look, you don't have to make a decision today. That's fine. Here's what I know about your neurobiology. Your nervous system and your patterns and your neural wiring is going to not want you to make this shift because the shift is a radical change and the old evolutionary imperative of the brain is around survival and any change is considered a potential threat to survival 
So it's an existential risk that you're taking when you invest deeply in your own transformation. So your old neurobiology is not going to allow that. But you actually want to rewire and shift and expand the capacities of your neurobiology, which is sort of level one of the work that we're going to do together. So chicken and egg. And so I would just lay that out for them and just let them make an informed decision for themselves. Are they ready to go or not? And for me, part of the reason for this shift was because I actually didn't want to work anymore with people who weren't consciously ready to make that shift. I didn't want to push somebody off the pool. Those weren't the kids I was interested in working with anymore. I wanted to work with the kids who were like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh my God. okay, yes. I'm going to do it. I'm going to jump. And I would hold their hand and we would jump together. Right. That's what I wanted at that time. And then over time, it's evolved to even people who are like, yeah, great, let's do it. Like there isn't even a like, oh, my God, I have to jump. I'm so scared. There might be like a brief moment of like, wow, I can't believe I'm going to do this. But that's a different experience. Now, everyone will want to shift to their own version of what I'm describing. And there are a gazillion variations on this a gazillion variations on this, but it's important to shift. It's important to shift. So if you are offering a product or a service in any manner, start feeling into how can you start to tweak? How can you start to shift? And there are practical, tactical aspects of this, but much of this just will flow through you if you do the work inside yourself. Now, there are plenty of people who want to offer you uh, products or services to teach you how to do this. This is going to be growing. And people are going to start using this kind of language from a false intention. And what you need to develop is discernment. Again, in all things, but in this way, develop discernment to figure out, are the products or services that I'm considering engaging to help me in some manner coming from this truly uh, advanced or expansive energetic or is there still this kind of zero-sum game extractive energy within it so i want to break that down for a minute so extractive versus regenerative yes it's a polarity i can hear some of you out there like it's still a polarity there's nothing wrong with polarity Right? We're not here to collapse all polarity. That's going back to source. You want to go back to source? Great. Go back to source. But if you want to be a differentiated individual being in the cosmos, having as many different experiences as you want, whether it's being a star or a planet or a galaxy or a universe or a tree or a human at any time frame, then you are going to be playing around with different levels and degrees of polarity. And the point isn't to get all sort of wrapped around the axle about polarity. The point is to just recognize you're going to be playing with those. Ultimately, we can have the fun experience of being able to hold both. Uh, and there's a difference between polarity and paradox I want to I want to offer. But being able to hold paradox is actually the super fun experience while physically embodied. That's really like I think where the fun juice for me at least is so in my human and so with polarities we want to be able to experience and understand all of them in different ways so extractive and regenerative so we are in a shift from extractive philosophies and extractive ways of living to regenerative 
and all of the uh, energetic shifts that are occurring are going to uh, kind of essentially force the shifts around how we function in our society, how we function individually within ourselves, um, and how we function in our society in different ways, and how we function in our relationship to Earth. So our model for millennia, the same time periods that I'm talking about earlier in the in the evolutionary discussion, have been extractive, have been about let me extract as much as I can from whatever is around me for my own benefit and my own good from a perspective of zero-sum game. I'm going to get me mine, and I don't care whether you get any of your own. I'm going to get me mine, and if you get yours, you're taking it away from me in some way. I'm going to extract mindlessly from the earth all of the resources and more, not just what is freely given and offered that is plentifully available for all life forms to have a bountiful life here. I'm going to go grab a whole bunch of yucko crap and make a whole bunch of money off of it and hoard it for myself. I'm going to go grab a whole bunch of land and I'm going to own it just for me and not let anybody else have access to it. I'm going to go steal blah, 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 blah right? Extractive, extractive. Now, extractive exists at these tiny levels as well. You know, my business is here to extract the $5 out of your pocket for the gadget that I'm selling you. And I don't give a rat's ass if it's a high quality product that works or makes your life better or breaks the very second you pull it out of the package. The dollar levels and volume do not matter in any of these discussions, by the way. Now we're shifting to regenerative and regenerative is essentially that everything that we that we take out, by definition, the manner in which we take it out and the reason for which we take it out creates a, uh, a kind of an equal or greater putting back in. In fact, not equal, but greater because it's regenerative. It's not, quote unquote, sustainable, which is language that has been used in recent years. Sustainable just means we're barely keeping it alive. And that's better than extractive, which is just pure harvest until it's dead. But it's, I mean, come on, we're going to barely keep it alive? Like, bullshit. Fuck that. I say fuck sustainability. I'm all about regenerative. Let's go regenerative, right? And that's what's coming in. Uh, And so how do our economics and how does money, quote unquote, become regenerative? Well, it's already, money can already be regenerative. Money energies are already available to you that are fully regenerative and they're super excited and that want to create and grow and evolve and make amazing, cool things happen with, you know, the way in which they pass through you and your business and your customers and your clients and other aspects of the world, whether you're giving it, exchanging it, whatever, it doesn't matter. Uh, That already is happening. And it's happening more and more and it's expanding more and more as people become more and more able to come into awareness of and relationship with those super high vibe money energies. It's super fun. It's amazing. It's like a playful, uh, fun kind of child laughing, pixie kind of laughing energy where they're like, Woo-hoo, let's go do the cool things and here's what it's going to look like. And when you can come into a relationship in that way with money energies, they'll let you know, like, here's what we want to do. Do you want to do it? Yeah. Well, go, let's go into a collab together. Cool. And it'll happen through this business model, this client, this service, this product. doesn't matter. We'll come through. We'll do all these cool things in service to that value exchange. But then the money energies continues to move through and do other things as a result through, you know, through what it's doing with you personally, your business, what you're then doing, blah, blah, blah. It's regenerative. It's regenerative. 
giving back to the land in a in a full way uh look at regenerative farming and that will help you understand what i mean uh when i'm using the word regenerative that's just one tiny little fractal of what i'm talking about energetically though so those are the kind of new models for business because we're not ready as a society to be done with money in the way that we have understood money to be so we're going to have new money energies expanding and new ways of working with money and new ways of doing business and this is the kind of the new fun area that has been an ex- sort of expanding quote-unquote frontier it's super fun and that's going to be going for a while there is a time that will come when money as we think of it will just be irrelevant and it'll be just like back to that 12 story building just suddenly enough of us will be you know up on whichever floor we all need to be up on where we'll be like oh we don't need that anymore boop and that's gone and it won't be a painful thing it doesn't have to be like oh my god we have to crash all the markets and everybody goes into panic and turmoil like none of that has to happen it's just it'll just be gone and there might be some bumps along the way but it it'll just it just won't be relevant you just won't even see it anymore you'll be up on a very high uh story in the building and you won't even be able to see that old granular detail down there on the ground that's no longer relevant and that's not a judgment either i'm just observing just sharing so accept where you're at accept others where they're at see them see yourself offer from your business if you're a business person from more and greater capacity within yourself to see yourself and have unconditional love for yourself and meet yourself right where you're at we're not here to bypass or ignore the reality of the pain and the fear and the scarcity and the suffering that people are experiencing we're here to acknowledge where people are at from a place of neutrality and a place of unconditional love so i can hold up that mirror and show you where you're at and that i see you and then i can offer what i have to offer that might help with that and we can talk about that and it doesn't have to be live talking like you know however you set up your your business models it doesn't matter and then that can be very helpful and that's beautiful which is entirely different from oh yeah i see your fear and your pain and your scarcity and let me fucking come and just stick my finger into that gaping wound inside your being and make it hurt even more so that all you want to do is make it stop and you're screaming at it stop 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 and instead i say okay i'll stop once you give me the 10 dollars you know or the $10,000 or the $100,000 okay okay here's the money you know it's like paying a fucking ransom no that's over business as a form of ransom to your soul over done now for us as purchasers we need to come into discernment more discernment is required and that happens by going in it's the inner peace it's all the same everything is the same it's all just kind of concentric layers out of uh, of what's being experienced the you know the classic as above so below as within so without and the when you come in 
and you do this within, it has a huge energetic ripple effect. Whether you're immediately seeing that or not in your bank account, that may take a little time. There is a gap still between how matter organizes around energy on this plane. And that's just a function of where we're at. That gap is closing more and more and more. But it is a good thing that that gap exists. When you think about the level of resonance or frequency that most of the collective is still at, we don't need any rapid uh materialization organization of the physical around some of that shit <laughs> right like that gap is protective for the most part and sure individually for some of us it can be maddening when we're like but i'm at the but you don't exist alone you're not in a vacuum you're one node in a massive giant incredible web of interconnected beings so that's what's going on with that all right, so this is, this is, I feel, kind of the conclusion of this share, this transmission, and this bringing through of what uh, is happening, shifting around uh, uh, regenerative money being available and the uh, energetic death that has occurred, this is a done deal, like it or not, um, of business models that... Um, uh, you know, leverage and ransom pain, fear, and scarcity. Okay? Carry on. I love you. Thank you for your light in the world. Keep on going and growing and expanding and bringing the love and meeting yourself and others where they're at and learning how to experience unconditional love for yourself and other beings. Look within your own day-to-day -day for how can I make subtle shifts, small moves here in my day-to-day -day around regenerative versus extractive. Start there. I think you will find it incredibly illuminating in your experiences, both as a purchaser and as a seller. All right. Mwah. I love you.